Unspoken Issues. Let's go ahead. We'll get into Darkhold. Pages from the Book of Sins, number one. This is, again, another first issue. Christian Cooper writing uh, this book. Then we have Richard Case penciling the book. Inked by Mark McKenna. Colored by Glennis Oliver. Lettered by Phil Felix. New characters here. Actually, I think these characters, all of their first appearance was in this book here. Darkhold uh, number one. Uh, Vicky or Victoria. Mont- and I'm going to go with Montesi. I thought about Montesi. but That's how I- I've always said it, but I don't have a definitive. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. I'm, uh, you know, either way is fine with me. It's it's our podcast. You pronounce it how you want to do it. I'll do it my way. <laughs> Victoria Montesi. Vicky is the last in the line of the Montesis, choosing a career in the medical field. At the time before this issue, Vicky didn't believe in her father's beliefs regarding the Book of Sins, the Darkhold. If you've ever heard of the Montesi formula, that's the thing that destroys all vampires. Her family is kind of responsible for that. Then we have Sam Buchanan, a skilled Interpol agent who is about to find out his next assignment is going to get a little weird. And Louise Hastings, an occult enthusiast with a flair for the dark hold, making her a perfect contact or target for those wanting to know more about the Book of Sins. So those are our three uh, main characters that we're going to get here in this story. That synopsis is coming up. But first, let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W, the number 2M Network, for that free 30-day trial. Now, in this issue, we get to meet Vic- Victoria Montesi and the future members of the Darkhold Redeemers. The story mainly revolves around a small dwarf-like man who unleashes a nearly immortal worm creature that is directly tied to the evil book called the Darkhold. The creature becomes obsessed with killing Victoria, who happens to be the last in the line of the Montesis, a bloodline that protected the world from the evil of the Darkhold. She gets some help from an agent by the name of Sam Buchanan, who has been tasked with protecting her. Also joining the team is Louise Hastings, an occult scholar who is a friend of Victoria's father. Blaze and Ghost Rider come in when Ghost Rider recognizes Hastings as a figure from his vision, and it is not soon after. Believing that the Darkhold can help return more potential servants, Lilith has allied herself with a group of cultists called the Darkholders. Using the Darkholders, Lilith grants some of them power to try to kill Vicky. When it all comes to a head in the park, the massive worm creature, Lilith, and the Darkholders believe they have her cornered. That is until Blaze and Ghost Rider show up to help fight back Lilith, along with thousands of birds who help eat and destroy the Darkhold worm beasts. When Lilith escapes, she leaves behind Nakoda, who runs off. At the end of the issue, Vicky believes her calling is to stop the horrors that are a result of the Darkhold, and Sam pledges to protect her still, while Louise says that she wants to participate for research purposes. All the while, a dark figure says that he is going to keep an eye on Victoria Montesi. Yeah, this book stood out i mean i'll give yeah, this you is the- definitely the one that's the most uh horror themed it seems like right so dean compton he wanted to be a part of this he couldn't be a part of this he sent me a message he said that book was one of the ones that stood out and felt like a vertigo book uh-huh. uh, under the marvel banner 
got to agree with him here. I don't. I didn't read much Vertigo when it when it was around, but I, I've read some, and I know the the feel of those books are just just kind of out there, mm-hmm. uh, strange tales, you know, that are being told sometimes. And yeah, this one was weird, man. This was. Uh, I mean, we get our introduction, just like I said, another launch title. Uh, we get intro to three new characters, three what seem to be like very ordinary characters. These are not people with supernatural abilities, at least as far as I know. I mean, Vicky comes from that long bloodline, but it's not like we see her unleash some kind of powers. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam is like probably the most skilled fighter out of all these guys. And he's just a regular cop. And Louise is, I mean, yeah, it seems to be more of a scholar than anything else. Right, right. Uh, the team is, I guess their weapon is going to be the knowledge of the super natural that they're going to use to battle these creatures very buffy the vampire slayer but you know <laughs> this the scooby team uh the first thing that kind of stuck out or said after this one is it's a really gross <laughs> issue oh, largely man, that, because of all the worm uh creature stuff legitimately i can just go ahead and cross that note off right now because that is exactly <laughs> what i had this is such a gross book dean mentioning the vertigo feel is kind of interesting. Um, the artist on this issue, Richard Case, who I'm not familiar with outside really of this of Darkhold, and he only did I think the first two issues, and then he did sporadically a few other issues during the run. But they, they had kind of a various uh, pencilers throughout the run. I did not like the art when I was younger. I like it a lot more now. I looked up Richard Case, and it mentions uh, I'll just read from his Wikipedia. Uh, Richard Case is an American comics artist, best known for his work for DC Comics, especially the Vertigo imprint. So, mm, okay, uh, he had done Doom Patrol, Sandman. Uh, so he was known for for his stuff with Vertigo, anyway. But but, but yeah, his his art is like really appropriate, I think, for this storyline. Uh, I didn't like it so much when I was a kid, but now I, I think it's really uh, interesting, and I like it a lot more than I did then. We just talked about Adam Kubert, Andy Kubert, yeah. and then you toss this in there totally along with the rest. Them, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. What is going on here? Uh, the visual of Ghost Rider in this book compared to the other two books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, this is much of a real world, not even really an act. This is just not even really an action comic feel to it. It's just kind of more of a something you would see in like a, a crime comic or, or something that doesn't have a lot of a lot of uh, action oriented superhero stuff. I agree with you. That's that's a very good point, because really there's I mean, there's a little bit of action, but it's man, I want to say muted. The worms, I think, were the the big feature of this, uh, in my opinion, that they were the standout yeah. thing of this book. Uh, it, and and you said gross, I said gross. Everybody <laughs> would probably say gross, but I will tell you that it is it is a, it's a neat concept. This is a cool concept, like I would love to see on film, like this mm-hmm. worm creature that uh, you know, it, it, and it almost kind of, if you look at it's, you could probably draw some parallels to some other things that have been on film uh, with this thing. But you know, this these uh, these thousands of worms that are just kind of when they come together, it's an immortal thing, and they have to be destroyed separately. That's a cool concept, <laughs> and I was like, okay, they are going to have to deal with things like this as they go through the dark hole, uh, deal with the dark hole. There's some action spots. There's some windows crashing right. There's Ghost Rider. Right? At least he got a window. At least he got a yeah. window broken in his book. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it really does feel like a more real world type of feel. Yeah. And they set up kind of like, you know, the the dark hole dwarf is, uh, I think, is what is the character is known as. I think that kind of the theme of the book. I, this is another one I didn't keep up with outside of the crossovers when I was younger. But I recently picked up a trade with the entire series, which only was like 16 issues, I think, because I've always kind of wanted to go back and, and see what they do with, with this book. But I think kind of the theme is like each issue he's handing out a page to a new character and, and they're 
are always like one step behind him, you know, trying to clean up whatever whatever mess he leaves with these uh, pages that he's dishing out. Uh, but it, it's a really cool setup here. Unfortunately, a short-lived series, but um, yeah. I think it was a victim like a lot of books were of the mid-90s crash. <laughs> right, <laughs> Probably right. more so than anything. One of the main things you pull out of here right at the beginning after Vicky is, uh, I don't even know if I mentioned this in the synopsis, but she's targeted, uh, and I think it's by the, the dark holders or whatever. But anyway, yeah. her apartment blows up. She's put into the hospital, and she, when she wakes up, her dad's there. There's not a good relationship. She's one of those... Yeah. You, you know, she's she's. There's not a good relationship between between her and her father. This is probably a trope. I don't know what it's called, but you know, she's the last of the bloodline. She's got this family legacy that she's got to try and live up to. And she wants not no part of it. She didn't want any part of it. Go ahead. Yeah, her family is basically supposed to be entrusted with protecting the the dark hold or whatever, uh, making sure it doesn't get the powers of that book don't get unleashed or whatever. Yeah, he's a huge jerk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The first time we see Vicky, she's having dinner with a friend of hers. I'm pretty sure the implication is that they're supposed to be in a relationship. I don't know. They don't make it obvious. or I mean, they kind of make it obvious, I guess, but they don't come out and say it. Uh, I think uh, in some of the, the kind of like the backstory I looked through online, I think her father really disapproves. He's a, a priest, so yeah, <laughs> he disapproves yeah. of her you know, having a girlfriend. And I think that kind of maybe gets a little more light shed on it later. There's this explosion. They both get caught in and she asked, you know, what happened to my friend? You know, he said, well, she's not going to be doing any more karate anytime soon, basically. Oh, uh, man. What a jerk. Yeah, could have handled that a little bit better with your own daughter, you know, just yeah. a little bit better. We don't get a whole lot of interaction with him other than those few times or that those few moments he's in the uh, hospital room with her. And you can just tell there's not a good relationship. He's not a good dude. Um, mm -hmm. And she realizes it and she doesn't want anything to do with him or the family business. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> Sam, you know, Sam kind of seems one note right here. You know, Sam Buchanan, this guy that's kind of caught up in this. Well, I'll protect you and we'll get into some crazy adventures, I'm sure. But he's, you know, that's all it seems like right now. I'm sure there's like this huge history with this dude. As we go forward into the issues, you probably learn more about some of the other stuff. That, But right now, it just seems like, oh, he's he's uh, the Interpol agent that's going to be watching over her um, and mm -hmm. the muscle of the group, I guess you'd say. There's definitely history between Victoria and Louise. They know each other from before. Again, just like you said, she's the scholar of the group. She's the Giles uh, of the uh, of the group. So uh, she's going to be the one they probably nice. lean. Go ahead. I was going to say it's, it's, it was a nice touch whenever Blaze and Ghost Rider approach Hastings and she sees Ghost Rider for the first time and she just says uh, Zarathos Unbound, like kind of yeah. like, savvy to she this kind of supernatural world that Marvel has going. Like she recognizes him as, even though Ghost Rider says he's not Zarathos, that was the demon who was linked to Blaze in the original series. Uh, so it was cool that... Uh kind of clue you in immediately like she knows what she's talking about <laughs> you got a panel uh yeah the panel it, to me it's got to be the vision that vicky has in the hospital room when she sees uh sam and her dad and the doctor all you know with the worms coming out of their faces basically mm -hmm. Just more gross stuff yeah i will take worm creature there's so many that you could pick from with worm creature in <laughs> here like the one where he's getting pecked apart by the birds and his eyeball continues to fall out which i think that happens <laughs> quite a bit throughout this but i will take worm creature chasing after victoria and getting hit by the bus oh and, yeah and there's like again his eyeball <laughs> flying out <of> there <laughs> worms are going everywhere so yeah man that worm creature whoo wee Ugh, nasty i mean i don't know when it comes to gross creatures in this series we got this 
thing, which is not part of the Lillen. Uh, it's not part of any of that. Or we can go with Meat Market, which is going to be showing yeah, up pretty soon. Up. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be showing up pretty soon. I don't know if you looked anything up about the Darkhold as far as like the past. I, I mentioned the Monster C formula, which mm-hmm. the only reason I know about that is the what if with Punisher and oh, okay. uh, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires. So that's probably the only time I've ever read it. The whole mystical section of Marvel and the Marvel U, big blind spot for me. I'd never really, I, I don't know a whole lot. Doctor Strange wasn't showing up in X-Men or X-Factor right. uh, that much that I was reading. But I definitely was reading What If at the time, and that's that's probably some of the stuff that I was exposed to. So no, tell me some more about the Darkhold. Cathan uh, is a like an elder god that is part of the Marvel mythology and stuff, and he was. And a lot of this I'm getting off just what the research I've done for this book because um, that I that I saw like on fandom and Wikipedia and stuff like that because sure. I haven't read some of the later issues in this this line of books or whatever. But Cathan was the author of the Darkhold and he's like an, an old God from like the beginning of time or whatever kind of gives me like the sense that it's kind of like a Lovecraftian type thing, especially with the book and all the weird uh, creatures that come from the pages and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of the uh, stuff from the night stalkers uh, research that I did for, for those characters, I'd never heard of the Montesi formula until I was re- I was looking up that stuff today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had never read that. What if it, what if issue or whatever, but I didn't know that the dark old stuff went all the way back to those like tomb of Dracula uh, storylines. Yeah. 70s and stuff which is kind of yeah. cool i think lilith mentions kathon in one of these issues i believe unless i'm getting that confused with some of my research but she was interested in the dark hole because of that lots of ties to it lots of ties This would be a good time to plug a sponsor of the W2M Network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Unspoken Issues, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W, the number two, M network to download Grammarly for free. For going the longer form plugs on these shorter episodes, I'll just remind you to go check out the unspokendecade.com for some great articles regarding comics from the 1990s. You can follow Chris Armstrong on Twitter at BrodyMan34 and myself at Stiznarki on Twitter. And we are pretty active on our Facebook page. Just search for the Unspoken Issues podcast. Stay safe, everyone, and tune in tomorrow for the next chapter of Rise of the Midnight Suns. Uh, 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 uh.